Welcome to Four Season Podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Courtney. I'm Dami. We are three sisters. We are sisters connected by blood and by marriage. And this podcast is a space we wanted to create as we process what is true for us individually in each season of our lives. is Mary here. If you are listening to episode three, I'm going to assume that means you've already listened to episode two, which is part one of how we became sisters. Now, I feel like it probably seems self-explanatory. We're in the same family. We're sisters. What's the big deal? But I promise you, (laughs) it was not smooth sailing to get where we are, to be this close, to grow our bond. Last episode, we shared a lot of stories about our individual family context and how we got to where we are. But this episode, if you are someone that you don't know if you can get along with your in-laws, if you are a person that has a relationship with a sibling that's maybe changed over the years, you're just trying to navigate that, maybe you have a family structure that is not evolving, but you are evolving as a person and you're just trying to figure out how to navigate that. Or maybe you just want to be petty. You just want to be petty and get all the tea. That's fine. You can stick around. We have something for everybody this episode. The three of us feel that this is one of our most favorite episodes, so we can't wait to share it with you. We are going to pick up right where we left off in episode two in the middle of our story, and I hope you enjoy. Can I jump in? Just, just yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, like you said, he was an AIT. And he had like his friends with him for the weekend in Atlanta. Mind you, I'm still in a relationship with somebody else, right? Mm. So he done told all these people at AIT that we was together, been together. He's like, I need you to come and be my girlfriend tonight on this date. What? So he rented out this really nice truck. We went and had really nice <gasps> food. This the whole night. Like we know what it is between us, but I am in a relationship. I was still in a relationship that same night with that truck. I remember like it was yesterday. But yep, go ahead. I'm sorry. I never knew the story behind that truck. I never do so. So anyhow, I think I'll push pause. I that's I think that was that's enough to give information of how I how I got to know of Courtney and then like how it all went down. But I won't let Diamond have a chance to jump in. No, I want I, I want Courtney to continue. So like you get engaged, let's mm-hmm. fast forward. So y'all get married. Um, and then you have like your first child. So Eden, your your oldest, who is now five. Um, what was your experience in meeting uh, Mary and I? So now you have a vivid, well, sorry, not vivid. Uh, well, you, yeah, you do. I, I don't have no memory, but you had a memory of <laughs> meeting me. So what, what was your experiences like? What was that time period um, between like marriage and, or even dating, if it goes that far back, if it's important, up until Eden's birth? Um, this is tough. Like I never really sat down and and thought about it fully. Right. So mind you, I've never had sisters around my age. My sister and I, we were eight years apart. Right. So I know I knew then that you guys were around my age. Um, but we, like y'all said, we lived in a whole different state. We moved to Kentucky once we got married. Um, but the experience, I'm going to call it disconnect. And not like from a place of like ill feelings, but I just don't think we ever had that time 
to actually like get to know each other and bond. Like everything happened so fast. You know what I mean? Like he, we, we, we didn't, we never really dated. So we got engaged, we got married and then we moved. So I don't think we ever had time to like actually sit and get to know each other. So I'm gonna call it disconnect. That was my experience at first, you know, up until Eden was born. Like we would come around family functions, but I think that's what we had to do. You know, we had to be there. We had to show up, you know, mix and mingle, talk, giggle, kaka, hee hee. But there was never like a real bond for me. And back then I didn't even know how to bond people. I had trust issues. <laughs> so like, I, I didn't know how to bond with people. I didn't, um, and I think I even said that. I think there was one Christmas where we were all in the cabin and I, I took that moment after that and I just said, hey, you know, I want to get to know everybody better. You know, I think in that that time I realized that I'm not connected to anybody. Like I enjoyed looking at family and and, and the routine of getting together but like, I'm not having any connections. And I think that that's really when I was wanting to have connections with people who I felt I could be connected to. We start having kids and I want them to know their family because I've never experienced family. So I needed, I felt like I needed to connect with his family, you guys, so that my kids can experience family. But um, up until then, I'm gonna call it disconnect. Disconnect without ill feelings is just naturally, that's just how it was. Yeah, I think, um... Just, you know, because it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I do not, because everybody tell me the same story again. I feel like I only remember Courtney or the first re memory that comes to mind when Dari was like, he wants to propose to this girl and he needs my help. And I think that was when I was like, oh, okay. I, I guess we taking this a little bit seriously. I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And I think like, the lens from which I saw Courtney was like, well, not even just Courtney, but if I'm being honest, like anybody was, I saw them through the lens of my trauma because I feel like in my family, I played in a dysfunctional family. When we think about family systems theory, there's this role of the hero. So that is kind of like the brand of the family, the face of the family. I knew the rules of the family. Oh, we, we can't do that. Cause you know, mommy's gonna da 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 or whatever, you know, I achieved all the things, I did all the things, I, I, I had all the accolades. So that was the role that I played in my family, like at the time. So it was also tied to my sense of self-worth, like my, my achievement was my performance. So anybody um, that was going to uh, impede or impact my sense of self-worth or um, change like me or mess with my family so to speak I also consider myself a protector like they had to be either removed or destroyed like that was like my mindset like I'm not I don't I ain't playing about my brother the, okay what we doing okay boom 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 like it ain't this ain't about you whatever so I think I very much looked at Courtney from that lens right I, I'm not trying to connect with you like where do you fit in this line are you trying to take my place in this I'm, I'm my brother's protector so what what is what what are you doing here? Okay, like you stay your lane. Like this is my lane. I I'm pretty sure if I think about how I am in other things, in other relationships, um, it was very much like, again, like it's this is not about you. This is really about me. So as long as you stay over there, we good. We good. We we you cool? Yeah yeah yeah. Ha ha ha. He he he. <laughs> type of situation. So I think I I it was the moment because you mentioned the. Christmas, that Christmas where mommy set us all down in a circle and you know everybody going around and talking. I think it was after that Christmas where it changed for me because of that season too. I just had 
my firstborn, who's about to be four, he was six months. No, sorry, sorry, six weeks, six to eight weeks. And I, I took him on the plane and we went to this cabin with everybody. And during that period, I was experiencing like postpartum depression because um, my husband was also like we lived, he lived in a difference. He lived in, what was it, Baton Rouge at the time for work. So I was by myself with this baby for like the first two and a half, three months of his life. And it was a lot. It was a lot happening, a lot going on. I, I also went, when I went back to work, I wasn't able to perform in the same level that I was. So here you now having like my sense of performance attack. Who am I? Like what is happening? What is going on um, in my world? And it was a lot. So I had to really evaluate where do I really want to draw my sense of self-worth from? Like, how do I really want to like view people? How do I want to do relationships? And I don't even think I really understood it then as much as I do now, but I, I did know like what I do, what I was doing wasn't working. And I would say like, I was healing and didn't even know it because I wasn't even in therapy, even though I was a therapist at that time as well. Um, so it was just like, it was the beginning phases and process of, of it all or whatever. But I think after Christmas was when I was like, okay, let me be intentional also as well and like try to build relationship with like Courtney, right? But I think, you know, Mary is different in that same end where like, she's my sister, we're blood, whatever. And I, again, it's, it's that protector role, right? So I always, always protected Mary and Diary. Like that was my thing, that was my role. Or so I thought, right? I thought I was protecting them as much as I could because definitely like parentification happening where I, you know, we would be at home in a house because our parents worked overnight, you know, from like 12, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So 12 hours. And this, I remember being as young as like nine, 10 years old, being left alone at home. And I felt like I had to protect them. So that is the role I felt like I played. I know Dari, we joke about this all the time, about like, did I change your diapers? He's like, how you change my diapers when you're two years older than me? But Dari was the sibling that I grew up with the longest. He was it. In every picture of my childhood, he and I were like together um, all the time. So I was very protective of like my siblings or like, you're not going to mess with them or whatever the case may be um, in that regard. So I think my my relationship with Mary for me wasn't viewed from a lens of a sister as much as it was for, as a mom because I think at that time because Mary was the youngest my mom had her in her 40s my mom I feel like she was very like hands-off in raising Mary in certain aspects especially from like middle school to high school so I was very much like no don't do that mm -mm. no we ain't doing that who's that Who? nope you need to drop them classes you need to do this you need to do that like what are you doing da, 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 da. I was not trying to be a sister I was like I was a protector like you need to listen to me I'm trying to keep you safe I know the rules, so take the rules. Why you keep asking me? The rules ain't changed. What is happening? Um, so I think- I'm feeling triggered. I'm just, Lord have mercy. Why did I get nervous just then? <laughs> I'm 30 years old. Oh, God. That, that's, that was really what it was. That's why I said it, 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 it happened in all my relationships. That's how I did relationships because I was in survival mode. Nice. And so I think like it wasn't until, um, what was it? My wedding that, um, and I didn't even see it. Like, cause Mary was my maid of honor, um, for my wedding. And she shared with me a letter that she wrote to me about her experience being in my wedding and just like our relationship. And I was just like, oh, cause I didn't know. I legit was just like, 
uh, this is how I've always been, you know, quote unquote, like, what's the big deal? What's the problem? But here she is. And in the letter, she just kind of shared how she felt like I showed up or didn't show up for her, how, you know, the, the ill feelings and thoughts that she had. And I think for me, that was just like, a, oh, that makes sense. Cool. Thank you for telling me. Like, I didn't really, I would think too much of it prior to, but I think after that, I, I had to really be like, okay, how do I need to show up differently in this relationship? And I also think it was hard because she was like in, I think she was in college at that time when I got married. No, she graduated. No, she was yeah, in college. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was in college. I was a junior yeah. senior. She was in college at that time. I don't remember um, being asked connected with her when, when she was in college because I was also like living my life. I moved to Houston away from everybody. I was just running um, from everything. But I think after that letter, I tried to show up differently and I tried to be more quiet. I don't think I've always did that well, but I always, Mary and I joke, like, you know, she's my first child and my first client. <laughs> Cause I'm always like, okay, what, let me, what is she saying? Okay. What, what does she need was here? And I don't always get it right. I think I remember several times where I don't get it right. And she yelling on the phone or she'll hang up or like, okay, we need to talk about this. What happened? Like what, what was, what was, what do we miscommunicate or whatever? And I think over time, I've just gotten better to figure out how I want to show up. And then like, I think we do better. Like, okay, what do you need right now? What do you need from me? And then show up as that or whatever to fill in the role. But I definitely think as both of us, um, or as I've healed for sure, we've gotten a lot closer, even with Dari too, because like, we're just different people wanting different things. I know yeah. we're in different spaces of our lives to where like we could look back and be like, oh wow, we went through that shit. Oh, whoa, what what happened? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So that was a lot of something and a bunch of nothing at the same time. I feel like that was a lot of good stuff. I want to go off. Oh, Courtney, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to put in, you know, just drop this right here because I don't know if Dami even remember. But Dami, I don't know if you remember calling me. Like when everything got real, real between me and Sam, mm-hmm. you called me. You were like, "All right, um, what you want with my brother?" Oh my god! Like, what are y'all doing? Um, are you a Christian? What's your job? Are you in school? I was like, I was trying to be, I was trying to be like real. Um, I had never experienced this before, so I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, and and, and like to just think two two survivors on the phone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So even back then, I think that I was just trying to like, um, be cool, like be cool. But I can I can definitely see the protector. I can feel that now, I see it. Um, same thing with my sister, I raised her. Like I told you, we're eight years apart. So I get it, I just was trying to ask, did you remember calling me and asking me? I do whole, not. I said, <laughs> I, I told my husband, I said, your sister just called me and gave me a lot of technical tests. <laughs> what did he say? He was just like, man, don't worry about it, man. She always been like that. <laughs> and you made a comment like, you was like, yeah, my mama like everybody. Your mama like, I ain't everybody, but you know, <laughs> I was, just, I just want to see if you remember that because I do. I, I don't. That's you don't remember that, Dami? I do not. Wow. Like, we just dissociate, I guess. I really yeah. not do not remember. Yeah, it's all good. Though. I still love you. That's funny. I, I want to kind of go off of the vein that Dami went of like, where did things change in my relationship with both of you guys? And then like up to date now. So I'll start with Courtney. So like, I feel like 
what I came to learn in my 20s is that I've always viewed marriage as a loss. And I think that started when my mom got married. When she got remarried, I was not excited. The pictures from her wedding day, I don't look happy about it. <laughs> I remember that day of just being stressful. I remember most marriages and weddings connected to my family as stressful times. And um, I remember arguing with Tyree for most of that day, actually. And so, like, I just, yeah. So because of that, I think that set the tone for like oh because you know what it was my birthday their anniversary is like a couple days before my birthday so that was like the first time I remember my mom not being there for my birthday because she was on an anniversary trip but at seven years old that stuff is like girl I don't even I'll be forgetting my birthday now or how old I am I don't even know um but back then it was like such a thing so as my siblings got older and got married I realized, oh, they go away. <laughs> like they're not because all we had was each other and everybody grew up in this mob of people. And then one by one, everyone went off and did their things. And that was so jarring for me. And I remember, so um, with Courtney at that time, diary was like the sibling I was probably the closest to because my relationship with Damien had changed and I'll come back to that. But I was closest to him. I could still talk about, I was in college my freshman year. I could still talk about like, we had this high school teacher named Argroves. This is random. But like when he died, Dyra remembers, like Dyra was around the town at that time. And like, it was just, we could talk about things that I couldn't talk about to other people. And so when it happened with Courtney, I was, Courtney said she didn't have ill feelings, but I had them, Courtney. I love you now, but <laughs> I was not excited then. I think it was more, I didn't even know you though. I was just like, who is this? And then it was more so like, I think when um, the moments where I remember things changing were when my dad died. So Dyer was in Afghanistan and he wasn't allowed to go to Nigeria, but um, the military sent him home. And then they came, they being uh, my mom and Dyer came to Athens, I think to pick me up or something. Um, around when my dad died and Courtney came with them. And I remember Courtney walking up. I, I didn't know she was coming. So I'm like feeling all these feelings and all of a sudden I see this girl coming. I see my brother who's been deployed and I'm like, oh my God, my and then I see Courtney and I'm like, what? Why is he here? <laughs> and she just does. And the thing the I, at the time, the extra frustrating thing was she was just as sweet as could be. It was frustrating. <laughs> it was no problem. I just, <laughs> she would go ahead, Courtney. Yeah. Okay. I, I had to put this in here too, because I'm mm -hmm. I did not want to be there. <laughs> I didn't because, okay. Now listen, I know he came home from Afghanistan but then also, y'all just lost your father. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't feel like I should be there. I said, I feel like y'all need each other. And then wh however much time you got left, we could spend it. But I did not want to go. He wanted me to go. He I believe you. So bad. And I talked to I talked to mom. And I was like, listen, um, I don't know if I'm going to come down because I just feel like y'all need each other. She said the same thing. She's like, yeah, I want to be there for my kids and, you know, especially Mary. I said, okay, cool. And then he was like, nah, you coming. And y'all know how he is. So I was like, all right, I'm coming. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I feel like in me now, there's no way that you, that it doesn't make sense for you. It, it, I couldn't think of it going like in a certain direction without you having been there. Like he just got 
back from Afghanistan, like you're his partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to be with you every second he can be with you. So I feel like my sight was so limited. I'm still surviving at this time. And to me, my lifelines are my siblings and they're dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, so that was how I looked at it at that time. But now me looking back, it's like, of course. And so anyways, but I think seeing y'all together made me take it more seriously. If that makes any sense, because I saw him really, I was like, oh, this is for real. And at that time, Darby was going through a spiritual change and like all these different things were happening. So I remember I tried you a little bit that weekend, something about you didn't say good morning. And I felt like that was rude or something. I like I tried to approach you and like had a little thing. But you came back to me and you were like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what happened. <laughs> Can we talk about it? So me and you sat down and talked about it. And it was like, fine. I feel like after we sat down and talked about it and then me and you like went and did our nails one time. There was just, I couldn't not like you. Like, I don't understand. I just, it just changed the whole dynamic. And I think that was the first in-law that I ever had that took the time to really be like, you're someone in this equation. And I feel like that's why it was different. Um, I don't think I have any other female in-laws that that happened with. So I think that was what changed the tone for me. And then I think over time, after that Christmas in the cabin, there was, I came up, I ended up living in Tennessee around the same time um, that you, cause you guys live there now. And I moved to Tennessee and then I came to visit once and me and you like went to this <laughs> conference together or something. <laughs> now we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe we went to that conference together. Oh. That was a different conversation. But we spent time together and you like, there was a point when you were really intentional about like, I want to know you. And I feel like, uh, we sat and talked for like a long time. Like we really spent time together. And I feel like that kind of changed the trajectory now, uh, of like, yeah, I just like, I, I like your family. So there's love for you. But I just like, I like you. Like, you're cool. And so, I, feel, <laughs> but I feel like for me, that was, those were the moments that really changed the course. And I feel like you had a lot of, in many ways, I, I feel like I've said this to you before, but I don't know if I have, but I've always been like, oh, I'm glad Courtney's in our family because she's just, you're like a breath of fresh air. And I feel like a lot of times when I've talked to you about things, it's like, oh, you're the only person I feel like in my family that could understand this in this way or whatever. Or sometimes like when you talk about that Christmas at the cabin and all that bullshit that went down to that cabin, you have a very outsider specific view and you could recount that in a way that was so healing for me to hear you talk about Mary. I'm sorry that happened. Like, I'm sorry things went down that way. So that was so great for me. So, um, I love you. Oh, yeah. Wait, I mean, you know what? We got time. But the point is, <laughs> no. Yeah, you go chop it up. I know. I know. The thing is with Dami is that me and Dami, uh, I am Dami's spiritual firstborn. And I've always made a joke about that. But I think for a while, I really did see her as my mom. And so when the wedding happened, like Dami talked about that again, it's funny because as you were saying that I was writing it, I was literally writing in my notepad, Dami's wedding changed everything. (laughs) I think I lost five pounds that week. (laughs) Dami's wedding, my dress was big by the time I put it on. It was such a stressful time because so many things were happening in so many directions. And every time my family gets together, it's chaotic. So I think at that time, I wanted something different from Dami. And I think that's what I was trying to communicate to her. And I think that's what she was saying she got. And I think it was a big deal for me to ask for something different from Dami because even though I opened this whole thing talking about how I always felt lonely in my family, the consistent figure in my life has been Dami. At graduation, Dami broke her neck trying to fly in to be there. She got there late. She cried. She she made me redo the graduation in the living room. 
my high school graduation. Like she, we we argued that night. <laughs> yeah. We did. It was a, such a thing, but it's because and then she was like, "Mary's growing up." It's like, girl, no, that's so crazy. Mary grew up. She's like, what? So she, I mean, I can recount so many things where it was just, it was just down me there, and it was like kind of for her a mandatory thing that she had to be be present for me. To this day, I still feel that way. And I feel like the only times when that's changed is because she actually has real children. <laughs> she's got a husband. You know what I'm saying? She's got businesses. So that's that role has changed. I think that's been a gift to us to allow that to change. But yeah, the wedding was a big deal. Um, but then I think also there became a point when I started healing and I realized that it wasn't fair. I really started to see Dami as a person. And I did the same thing with my mom. These are people. They've been my mothers, but they were, they're people that have their own stories and Dami's story and Dami's role in our family. It's just, it's, it's, it felt, I felt like in many ways, it just felt unfair what she's experienced. And so, and when I got to an age where I could really look at the full picture, I feel like I felt protective of Dami. And like, then I wanted things to be different. And I realized I had to be different. I had to stop asking Dami to... <laughs> be all these things for me and let Dami be Dami. I don't know. And so there was like a, a gap in there. I don't know. Our relationship was weird, like not weird, but it just, I don't know what it was for a little while. And then I feel like um, eventually I got confidence that, and I realized that, and I started getting an actual therapist. So, so then I realized that I can actually be a friend to Dami and um, try to offer things to her life. So to this day, like, I mean, currently, Dami will come and be like, let's strategize. Let's problem solve. I need to figure this out real quick. We'll talk for 10 minutes. All right, love you. Talk to you later, bye. And it's just like, but it's, it's when our interactions might not be every single day, but when we talk, we talk. When we connect, we connect. I'll be like, hey, yeah, I ain't heard about this in two weeks. Give me an update. All right, bye. And, you know, and so it's just very, um, I feel like we now have the flexibility to be several things to one another. And I feel like that's a gift. I love that um, we've gotten to this point. And I don't know. I just love you guys. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out where we go from here. Cause I, oh, I want to add one more thing. You can chop yeah. it up later. Um, I also remember another thing, another thing that convinced me that, um, that Courtney was a good person was Mary. Mm. I specifically remember, I think this was before I, um, shit with Courtney about like my trauma or whatever, but I was going through something really, really personal and I, and I can talk to nobody. So I was like, Mary, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? I have, I'm really confused. And Mary said, um, you should talk to Courtney. I was like, talk to who? <laughs> <laughs> I remember what that. What? I remember that. What am I talking to her about? I mean, she has a really great perspective and Mary <laughs> said, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm like, is Mary crazy or is she like insane? Like, I couldn't figure it out. But I, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, well, you know what? Mary said, talk to Courtney. So let me, let me try. I got nobody else to talk to. And I remember calling Courtney. She's like, okay, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, you know, I ain't gonna judge you, girl. Mm -hmm. no, I, I hear you. I hear you. But hear my perspective. Okay. I hear you, girl. But girl, for real. And I think what was interesting about that was the fact that she actually listened, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that she actually, you know, didn't judge or whatever the case may be. Like, she really didn't. And that was foreign in my family. 
and that perspective. And I didn't have a lot of people in my life or in my circle um, that I could just share and like, okay, listen, don't judge. Cause I actually experienced a lot of friendships and grieving a friendship at the time where I felt judged mm-hmm. and I felt judged so much to where I, I was not my authentic self in that friendship. So even my like view and friendship was like skewed. Cause I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Cause if I show up as my real self, I may not be liked mm-hmm. um, as much or whatever. So, but I, what I appreciate that about that was she allowed me to show up and I show up authentically and it was received well um, to be able to help me through that time. But I think that was like, um, I think at that moment, that's when I was really so like, I know I was like trying to get to know her, but I was like, oh no, no, she really, that was like, you know, I put the cash in cha-ching and, you know, got something back for my, it was an ROI return on my investment type of situation. Um, so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is great. And I think another thing, cause another thing I say about Courtney now is, and I don't know if this is where we're going to now, whatever, but Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell Courtney, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be in this thing when I think about something about a person, I share it with them. So I don't know when I shared it with her in the space of just like, you know, Courtney's a sister that I didn't never realize I needed um, at that time. And, and just the fact that when I started like my for real, for real healing journey, because Courtney, um, and uh, you don't mind me sharing your business. I don't care. You know where you go ahead. So Courtney is a um, survivor of um, sexual abuse. And so I shared her my experience um, of that. And just to like, and I don't know what possessed me to share with her. I have no idea to this day. Everybody asked me, I said, I don't know. Even my therapist asked me, I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it was God or whomever, but I did, I shared it. Um, And she was like, you need to say your brother. like look I don't told it to you what you mean I'm gonna tell what what is wrong with you but I did and you know the whole thing you know happened as it happened or whatever but I felt as though had that not happened and Courtney not shared her story I don't think my story would have been shared I don't even know why Mm. I don't think my story would have been shared in that way Mm. like I don't think you know, Courtney has like literally saved my life in that mm. aspect because in our family, no secrets, I felt like, you know, I had to be the hero. I had to be the one, you know, to like sacrifice myself, sacrifice all of who I am for this family. And, you know, and I was dying on the inside. I really was for many, many, many years, you know, not sharing about what happened to me and you know she shared her so freely and so you know giving and you know in that moment you know it felt really hard to do to share with everyone else but Mm -hmm. I'm so glad because I feel like it's the thing that has opened my eyes to you know healing and what that meant you know for me even as a therapist and I feel like it has made me a better therapist because now I have space and capacity for other people and I see a different way so like I am definitely a healing in progress and it's a slow progress and it creeps up in areas of my life that I didn't anticipate it. But I told her she's a sister. I didn't know I needed at that time because honestly, if it was not for that conversation, I don't think I would be where I am today as it relates to my healing and understanding of myself. And now that I know who I am, I've built so much meaningful and intentional relationships. I'm not dissociating from my life. Um, as I did, I'm not just playing roles. I'm being mindful of just how I show up in space and see who I want to be in the roles that I want to like take on. And I don't know why y'all motherfuckers got me crying up on. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, ain't nobody did it. 
to you. Ain't nobody did that to you. <laughs> but I just want to say, like, thank you, Courtney. Like, this is what true sisterhood is about. Yeah. It feels like, like, even in our last recording we did, I was, I told my husband, like, man, I feel so good. Like, oh, whew, just to, like, have a sisterhood. Because, like, you know, I, I prayed for a long time. Like, why ain't got no friends? Why ain't got no sisters? Why ain't got no blah, blah, blah. And here's, like, my prayer, like, that I've asked for, you know. If only Dari was a girl, but I'm just messing. As long as we can fit that nigga in here somehow. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, Coco, um, for listening and being authentic and allowing me to show up um, authentically. Even Mary, because I'm pretty sure I just like, okay, Mary, this is what happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's different because Courtney's is seemingly risky. She's, we still had, there was a transition to not view her as someone outside of us. Correct, correct. Now Courtney is us, you know what I'm saying? And I've been having to explain to people that she um, married into the family because they think you're my blood. <laughs> you like, you like, I'll be like my sister, Courtney, they'll be like, so who is? Um, so I understand, I understand the difference. You you want to say something, Courtney? No, I, girl, I need to get my mind right because <laughs> I'm, I just want to add this part in and then as I'm talking about this, y'all can think about, we can transition kind of to like our takeaway. Okay. Like, What do you want from this sisterhood in the future? What are we taking away from this conversation? But I just want to say to people who are fly on the wall for this recording, I want to offer you something that I feel like I realized when Dami took the step. So Dami talked about Courtney influencing her decision to share openly. And Dami, um, really helped me because um in that process as well in my own story about abuse and trauma and all this stuff but i think what i realized was and what's helped me is understanding that healing my healing journey is is my journey is something that i walk through yes on my own and i have a community that walks with me but in many ways healing is not linear and healing is not solitary and so you you go through things, you might revisit things and, um, and the benefit of it is for you, but really it's, it's for the community in so many ways as well. Um, it's about my story. It's about my healing, but like the healing that Courtney experienced is why Dami experienced that healing is why I experienced freedom in so many ways. And I think that's like what we're reflecting on and putting the pieces together as we talk about it. And so I want to offer that to people listening in that, um, you have to take your time to understand who's safe and who's not. But like, if it feels like it's worth the risk at that time to lean on someone to confide or to share your healing with someone else, man, I think there's so much benefit beyond what we can even see. I think that means freedom in me or her, like saying like, things are different for me. I wouldn't even be where I am. Like that's like affecting generations. Like, that's who she is as a mother. That's who her kids will understand for their kids. You know, that's crazy to me. So anyways, um, I love it. I just wanted to offer, like, I feel like recently I was talking to Diamond the other day and I'm like, oh, I just feel like I can't call nobody. I feel like I just have to, like, so I'm fighting against this memory or this this learned habit that I need to internalize all the things I'm experiencing. And this is reminding me, and that's why I kind of wanted to share, of like, oh, actually, like, there's benefit and vulnerability with the people who are safe. And like, that's how you draw from the healing of others and how you share your healing is by like being vulnerable and sharing where you are. So, okay. Um, 
what do we want from the sisterhood in the future? What do we take away from this conversation? Um, maybe that was my takeaway um, is what I just shared. What I want in the future is I was thinking about this last week and I was talking to a friend about it that I used to talk to Courtney way more. Um, just, I don't know why, but I talked to her. We like, Courtney will always check in with me and she still does. Maybe she'll just send me a little heart or something, but she was really good about keeping up with me. And I feel like once I moved to Texas and went through my life, I feel like, um, I've grown more distant to everybody. I even feel like talking to Dami, I don't really talk to her the way I used to kind of. I wonder if y'all, if y'all feel that way. Um, but anyway, so I want to, I want to figure out how to do what, have what we're having now, but outside of the podcast um, with each of you guys in like, I don't think I need to be like your secret keeper all the time if that's not the season we're in, <laughs> but like, that's fine. But like, I want to like, um, you know, I don't know. I think I just want to feel more, a bit more like consistently connected to you. I'll do my best to try to be more consistently connected outside of this space. I think that's what I want in the future. Uh, but yeah, I just want to talk to y'all niggas a little bit more, a little bit more consistently. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's on me though, not on you guys. You guys keep up with me, you know? So anyways, yeah, that's what I want. So who wants to go next? What do you want from the sisterhood? What are you taking from this convo? Oh, I, um, I just want to continue to grow. Like, I think it's so beautiful. I, um, like I said, I, I, I have never really experienced like siblings and family and connection like this. And so I didn't know that I, like Dami said, I didn't know that I needed this. I've always been a survivor by myself, but like surviving and thriving with other survivors who were thriving is like a whole nother different level. So I just want to keep it up. Like I want to, I want our kids, all of our kids to know each other. I want to create like um, a different version of, of life for our children, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and I want to create it in a space with people who are safe to me and I know that I love and they love me back. Like that's so pure. I can't ask for anything more than that. That's all I want. Mm. I just want to grow, keep learning and living, thriving. That's it. That, that's it. That's all. Come on. <laughs> what is something from this conversation that hit you or that you're taking away from it? First of all, you're not going to make me cry. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to put it in words. I had like so many thoughts when we were just having the conversation, but um, I guess just don't be afraid to connect. Um, I was only taught to to survive. Like that's that's all I knew. So mm -hmm. being able to connect with you guys, even the way it happened, um, has taught me to not be afraid to connect. Just go with it um naturally like let things unfold naturally you can't force anything mm -hmm. um, and um <laughs> and just thinking about our our stories and our trauma I know I had shared um my trauma with somebody in the family and then um Dami shared her trauma in the family and then that that person came for me for sharing traumas and um and now we're disconnected you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. just, just connect with people who are genuine. Just let things unfold or organically. Even people who are not supposed to be in your life, let that shit unfold organically. Mm. Like you don't, you ain't even got to carry that. So, and I dealt with that yeah. for a long time, just trying to still feel connected. Disconnect and connect organically. That's it. That's it. That's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Come on, Demi. Bring it home. LPC. Um, I think for me, what the future of like a sisterhood for me is about just creating intentional space and time. And I don't think if had it not been, we all referenced that Christmas event, you know, although we took away different things from that experience. (laughs) But if it wasn't for that Christmas event of seeing each other and being there, we wouldn't have had anything to go off of. Right. And I think like was this past Christmas when we all spent together at my house too. Um, oh, like, that was lit. It was so, it was so much fun. So I'm like, it is the coming together. It is the connecting. It is the seeing the face. It's the body language. It's all of that. And because you know, you vibrate on the same energy and that's what feeds it. So I just want to continue to create spaces where I'm coming and I'm seeing you guys. Like, that's what I want to invest my time and energy on. Like, it was literally on my, like, I don't know, people do like New Year's resolutions. Of just like I, I need to spend time with my family. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I always hear people who have like sibling trips and different things of that nature. And I was like, no, we need to do that because like that is where the connection happens and takes it not only just on this baseline, like, oh my God, it's a funny meme level, but on another level of just deeper interconnectedness. And now that you know we have kids, like these are the memories that are being formed. They're gonna look mm-hmm. back on pictures and they're gonna see and they're gonna notice because these are the people that when they get older, that they will be connected with, that they will be having this same experience that we're having. So mm-hmm. it does not, it's not, I wait until they get older. Like I, I do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yes, I, I absolutely do for myself. It's more selfish, but I'm dragging my kids with me <laughs> and we gonna go, you know? So that's why like, you know, in October, we got a trip. We're gonna do the UGA thing. I booked mm-hmm. t- book ticket December and see y'all motherfuckers again, right? <laughs> and if I see another opportunity, let's go. Um, so for me, it's like um, connected in in intentional time, face to face. Like that's what I want to do, and that's what I want to kind of build those spaces. Um, that's that, and then kind of what am I taking away from this conversation? Um, I'm I'm learning that healing has many faces. Mm many faces and many phases like you know I was doing the work before I realized what the work needed to be done um I was I did the work and now even as I am now kind of like that was the more intense of that phase you know the initial phase one and kind of where I am now like I'm learning like this word disassociation is, is new. I, I had a session with my therapist last week and she's like, oh, are you dissociated? I said, I did. So I, I, I realizing I've done that quite a bit. Um, and it's a survival mechanism. So I'm learning to really get back into my body, understanding, connecting, trusting myself. Um, probably got to revisit my inner child a little bit, see what's going there and figure out what other spaces am I disassociating from? Um, cause even now, you know, as my business as a mom and things, I'm just going, 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 and I'm neglect- neglecting the individual of like who Dami is, like, who is she? She's still there. Like, you know, I, I got my hair done last week. I talked to my sister. So I was like, Ooh, that feels good. Oh, there she is. So I even was like, I just even something simple as like, you know, I used to love thrifting. That used to be my thing. I love fashion and, and thrift. I'm not a fashionista, but um, <laughs> I said, man, I'm just going to get rid of all my dresses. I don't even know what this is. Why do I even have, I'm just start over. Cause that's like fun to me or just kind of like rebuilding. So I am trying to just be present 
Um, I'm still learning at what other places of my life have I disassociated from. Um, and then just figure out, continue to figure out, like not, not that I'm lost, but I, I knew who I am, like what other aspects of myself still need to be found. Boom. I love you guys. That was good. I knew this was going to be a good one. It was really good. I feel like this is going to be a long fun. time. It was. I, so everybody listening, thank you so much. Um, I hope that something um, in this time of you listening in was, was helpful or sparked a thought or reminded you of something. If there's anything you want to share, any questions you have or any topics you want us to cover, feel free to reach out to us at Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we'll get back to that thing eventually, I promise. We figured it out, though, so uh, just give us a minute, all right? All right. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we'll see y'all next week. Bye.